Welcome to Everyday Magic, where we explore adding pops of magic to your everyday life. I'm Michelle Leffler, shamanic energy alchemist and owner of Living Moon Meditation, where I help people find balance in their personal, professional, and spiritual lives. It's my honor to help you incorporate magic into your mundane life. Let's get started. Love Everyday Magic Podcast? You can support it and me and help keep it ad-free by joining me as a patron on Gumroad. For as little as $7 per month, you can help keep me going. That's at gumroad.com slash living moon meditation. If you're not already on my email list, be sure to sign up at livingmoonmeditation.com. All of those links are in the show notes for you. And now for our featured quote. A spiritual retreat is medicine for soul starvation. Through silence, solitary practice, and simple living, we begin to fill the empty reservoir. This lifts the veils, dissolves the masks, and creates space within the feelings of forgiveness, compassion, and loving kindness that are so often blocked. David A. Cooper. Today we are going to talk about energetic and spiritual medicine. I'm not going to talk about specific types of medicine. I'm going to talk about what I mean by medicine. And the reason I'm going to talk about this is because I had a client ask me once what I meant when I said medicine. I'm not talking about going to the pharmacy and getting prescription medications. I'm talking about energy and spirit and that kind of medicine. They are similar. If you think about what medicine is in terms of going to the pharmacy and getting the prescription medication, then you can use that same idea in terms of spiritual medicine. When your body is physically ill and you go to a medical doctor, they give you a prescription. You go to the pharmacy you get a medication. You're taking a substance that does something in your body that is supposed to have a healing, restorative, and curative effect. That's what medication is in terms of science, in terms of medicine. Now, energetic and spiritual medicine work in the same way. It is not a substance in the fact that you're not putting a chemical in your body, usually, although you could be, and we'll talk about that a little bit in a minute. But it is something that gives you or has a healing, restorative, or curative effect. It's energy that does the work instead of a chemical. It could be a Reiki treatment that stimulates your energy. That would be a type of energy medicine. It could be something like using crystals to enhance your wellness. Those are just two examples. You may hear me or another practitioner refer to animal medicine. Wolf is my animal guide. She provides me with wolf medicine. What do I mean by that? If you think of what wolves symbolize, those qualities are medicine for me. They provide me with healing for things that are off in my life. One symbolic aspect of wolves is their wildness. I tend to be a follow the rules and behave kind of person. Wolf provides medicine for me in that she teaches me how to embrace my wild side. 
plant medicine can be the same. Now, obviously, plants can be used in pharmaceutical medications, and in fact, most chemical medications were created to mimic the effects of plant medicines. But plants have spiritual and energetic qualities as well that also act as medicine. In terms of magic, medicine is generally considered external. It's something that you experience outside of your body that works in tandem with your own energy. Plant medicines, however, can also be used internally and be spiritual or energetic. Psychotropic plants, for instance, will produce a hallucinogenic effect, and that experience will often act as medicine for the person. Now think back to science class. We learned that everything is made up of energy. That means we are made up of energy. That means this computer I'm recording this podcast on is energy. The desk that my computer sits on is energy. My glasses are energy. Everything is energy. So we, our bodies, are energy, and we have energy moving within us. And so energetic or spiritual medicine is something external to our energy that works in tandem with our own energy source to stimulate our body's ability to heal itself. That's what we're talking about when we say spiritual medicine, energy medicine, or even just medicine. So medicine is something that you use or study that produces a healing effect to your body or spirit. And again, it can be plants, which would go similarly with traditional medicine because each traditional medicine was made from plants originally. Now it's usually man-made chemicals that are supposed to stimulate the same reaction within our body that plants do. Medicine can be energy. It could be crystals. It can be prayer, meditation, whatever you're doing, whatever your practitioner is using for you or suggests that you use for yourself is medicine. Coaching is medicine. When you talk to a coach, when you hire a coach to help you figure out what's going on, what you're doing, whether it be with a business, life, spirituality, whatever. When you hire a coach, the coaching that you get from that person is medicine. Basically, everything is medicine if you use it to heal yourself, if you use it to better yourself, if you use it to make progress on your healing and spiritual journey. It's medicine. So that's what I'm talking about when I say medicine. If you hear me in teaching or you're working with me and I say something about medicine, this is what I'm talking about. I may refer you to a medical doctor because I do not think that medical doctors are bad. I don't think that medication as in traditional medication is bad. Sometimes we need these things and not everything can be healed or worked on through one way. We need different healers, different treatments for different things, and sometimes things work in tandem together. So a lot of times I will refer my clients to see their medical doctor and to take whatever prescription medication that their medical doctor prescribes for them. I am not a medical doctor and I will never tell you not to take medication or not to see your doctor because I do believe that spiritual healing and traditional Western medicine can work hand in hand and I am not here to tell you that an issue that you're having is all spiritual in nature and that if you just do X, Y, and Z, you'll be healed because that's not how it works. And really, that's unethical. 
So I often refer my clients to see a traditional medical doctor. But if I'm talking about medicine in those terms, I will say traditional medicine, Western medicine, something like that. So normally, if you hear me talking about medicine, I'm talking about spiritual medicine or energy medicine, that external thing that works in tandem with your body, with your mind, with your spirit to produce or stimulate your body's own natural ability to heal. And now for the astro forecast. On February 23rd, Jupiter is semi-square Pluto at 5.16 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also on February 23rd, we have a last quarter moon at 5.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On February 28th, Jupiter is quintile the true node at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Moving into March, we have the true node semi-square Chiron on March 1st at 3.43 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. March 2nd, we have a new moon in Pisces at 12.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on March 6th, Mars enters Aquarius at 1.23 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Venus enters Aquarius at 1.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our featured book this week is a nonfiction book that is not exactly woo at all, but regardless of your woo status, I think this book is one that everyone needs to read. It is White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism by Robin D'Angelo. It may seem from the title that only white people need to read this book, and that's not true. I don't care if you are a white person or a person of color. I think this is an excellent book that everyone should read. It's not very long, about 150 pages, but despite the brevity, it is very important in the society where we're living today. The author explains what racism is, what it's not, as well as why most people cringe at the thought of hearing that most people are in fact racist. Now, whether you agree or not, it's important to read and understand the author's point of view on the meaning of racism and white supremacy, as well as how the Western culture that we currently live in promotes systemic racism. If you are actively seeking to better understand this topic, or if you haven't really given it much thought, I urge you to read White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism by Robin D'Angelo. Love Everyday Magic Podcast. I'd love to have you give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Want more magic with me? Join my free Facebook community, Bad Witch Society. It's the perfect place for anyone who's ever been told their brand of magic or witchcraft isn't right. Your magic is valid. Let's celebrate it together. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash bad witch, all one word. I have the link in the show notes for you. And if you're into Jewish magic, give my other podcast a listen. You can find Jewish magic podcasts on the same platforms as this one.
In early February, Greg Locke, pastor of Global Vision Bible Church in Tennessee, held a book-burning event in the church parking lot. The event was an opportunity to burn witchcraft and occult materials such as Harry Potter and Twilight books, crystals, and tarot cards. Locke stated that burning was the church members' constitutional and biblical right to burn the materials. Locke has previously been the center of controversy related to name-calling of the Tennessee governor, as well as stating that autistic children are demon-possessed. More recently, on February the 13th, Locke, in a statement to his congregation, called out six witches in his congregation, stating that he knows their names, first and last, and their addresses, and is calling them to leave the congregation, or else he will call them out publicly in front of everyone. In other news, 18 people were recently arrested in Malawi for torturing two women they accused of witchcraft. The victims and suspects are from two rival families who have been fighting over property lines. The suspects accused one of the victims of witchcraft and then assaulted her and her daughter. They physically assaulted both women, stripped the daughter, and was about to set her on fire when police intervened. The police have condemned the acts as torture and the 18 suspects have since been charged with criminal conspiracy, charging person with witchcraft, acts intended to cause grievous harm and intimidation, insulting the modesty of a woman, and defamation of character, theft, and malicious damages. You can read both of these articles by visiting the links in the show notes. Do you have a witchy question you're itching to have an answer to? Send me an email and I may answer it in an upcoming episode. It might also become the topic of an upcoming episode. You can send questions to me at hello at livingmoonmeditation.com. I have the link in the show notes for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Magic. It's truly been my pleasure to talk to you today. If you liked this episode or you think it will be useful for someone else, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. If you've got any questions, send me a DM on Instagram at Living Moon Meditation. Remember, it's all about real magic for your real life. See you next time.